Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dan Shepard. I'm joined by Minister Mouse, the Duchess of Duluth. We have a fun episode today. It was shockingly fun, if I can be honest. An old little friend of yours. Yeah, <laughs> one of the three at the time beautiful children actors that were in Zathura that I came to have a real endearing feeling towards, who yeah. I've always kept track of. But in truth, have not had a long conversation with her since she was 14 years old. Yeah. So I think in some area of my mind, she's still 14. And yeah. so to sit down and see the fully formed human who I'm so impressed with was really fun. And she's a huge movie star. Kristen guys. Stewart. That's who we're um, tiptoeing around right and now. she's the stew girl. Oh, ding, ding, ding. This was a stew that was alluded to. The alluded to stew. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. She's an actor and a filmmaker. Twilight, Charlie's Angels, Happiest Season, Panic Room. She has a new movie out that both Monica and I watch called Spencer, which is incredible. It is a very, very unique, special movie. And so it was a pleasure to actually talk about the movie, which generally we don't like to do. But today we love to do it because yes. it's a really fascinating topic, of course. So please enjoy old time friend Kristen Stewart. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. The best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, getting ready for a marathon, or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home, if you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. He's an I actually have specific questions for you, shockingly. Oh. You're going to have to have the mic a little closer than that, though. We're going to have to compromise. Okay. Okay, we're not going <laughs> to hear you. <laughs> also, we cut anything you want. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. We yeah. cut anything out. So you make people feel really comfortable, and then they, like, say stuff, and then they think about it afterwards, and they're like, no. Yeah, it'll happen to you. It happens to virtually every single guest. Doing, like, so much press, always afterwards I go home and go, like, what flew out of my mouth? I said so much stuff. I have no idea what it is and what that's going to do. I feel like I've ripped up a pillow with, like, a ton of feathers in it. I'm like, they're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Uh, well, you probably run out of things to say at some point and you just say whatever. Yeah, then weird stuff that you don't necessarily, like, mean starts coming out. You're like, I don't know. I just had to say something. <laughs> oh, well, I was directly, I feel like, maybe I'm wrong, I was directly in your mind for, like, the last 30 minutes because I was reading the New Yorker article you did or interview. Uh, you know which one I speak of, I assume. Mm, yeah. like the reason one. Okay. You went golfing with the reporter. And I was like, we all proceed in this business. <laughs> this shit's normal. It's like, oh, hey, this is uh, Betty from the New Yorker. She's going to interview you. And then all of a sudden you're talking. It's like, what do you want to do? And then you're like, 
I'm sure in your mind, like, fuck, what the fuck do I do with a journal? Like, oh, you know, I'm going to go golf and you want to come golf. Now there's two strangers on a golf course, which is like so awkward. And then like your own human, well, my human instincts are like, this person probably feels awkward too. I got to kind of like get them feeling good. Now all of a sudden you're right. I don't know what I'm fucking saying. If I figure out <laughs> yeah. that this person loves VWs, I might claim I fucking love VWs, you right. know? It's a bizarre aspect. And then you're kind of trapped in perpetuity in print for some maybe just awkward human exchange of like trying to hang out with a stranger. I know. And like... <laughs> <laughs> the proposal of like finding some activity that makes one feel natural is so like, I would never do this. So yeah. what do I do? What human thing do I do that people will say, oh, there's more than just sitting at a restaurant. Like you can't write the same article over and over. So I get it. So you're like, okay, golf, fun. I, I was stressed out because I was like juggling so much. I was like, usually I go over there. Let's do that. Right, right. You do had you want to come with me? Monica, they, she has a favorite place she practices her drives from. Oh. Or obviously, it's like in the corner. I'm assuming it was probably the most private. Do you, go, do you golf at all? I don't golf. But when I was reading this thing, I, I literally had the thought like, should I go golfing with Kristen? Like, yes. This, uh, yeah, okay. It's so fun. I've heard for I addicts, it's it. great. But yeah, so so there was a dude in her spot. And again, talk about mm. major awkwardness. It's like, that's where she wants to play, right? Uh -oh. So now she's with this stranger and she's like, yeah, so maybe we should just kind of hang back and see if he'll maybe move on. Well, what a scenario to be in. It's like waiting for a parking spot to open up or something with a stranger. And it would have been fine to not have my, like, special spot. But we were just, the sun was beating the shit out of us. Uh-huh. And it was just really not a nice talky environment at all. And I was, like, trying to make this girl comfortable and make her like me, too. I of wanted course. to be like, I want you to think that I'm great and fun and cool and nice. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I just go to that guy and he's like, get the fuck out of my store right now. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> That is the other really funny subtext is like you have this blind date with a human being. It's super <laughs> awkward. You only talk about you. And then when you drive away, you go, you know, they either liked me or not. And that's going to come through <laughs> totally. when they list all this stuff. I, the Prince scares the fuck out of me. I kind of stop doing it. Obviously, like when you do a movie like this, you love it and you're willing probably to do anything. But in general, I'm too afraid for me to go through your filter. Yeah. And also, doesn't it feel like every word you say... Everything comes off differently when it's written down. Yes. And I have, like, such respect for the written word. I love it so much. And the written word is not the spoken word. So I'm like, don't write this down. This is wild. This is going to sound so stupid. Yes. I'm just talking to you. And I always feel like every word that leaves my mouth has just been, like, I don't know, chiseled into some stupid stone. I'm like, wait, yeah. hold yeah. on. How often do you golf? I love it so much, and I don't do it enough. Like, I've been kind of busy. I love it, though, dude. I made a hole in one. <gasps> no, wow. you did not. Not kidding. In Griffith? Uh, we were at Roosevelt, so actually, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You got a hole in one. I tell everyone. I, sometimes I just walk around being like, <laughs> I got a hole in one. I don't know. You know who else has gotten a tremendous amount of hole in ones? Hmm. Kim Jong-il. Do you know this about him? No, but that's scary. Okay, so one of the many things that are believed about the father of Kim Jong-un is that he didn't have bowel movements. That was like a thing he was blessed with. And then also he like, I want to say he has somewhere like 130 hole-in-ones or something insane. Like the first time he went golfing, maybe he got five hole-in-ones. Uh-huh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's crazy he didn't join the tour. Wow, <laughs> To my knowledge, I, he never has to take bathroom breaks, so he can practice a lot. Oh my God, mm -hmm. mate, that's probably ties together. <laughs> it's all tied in. So I got to say, of the many interviews I get to do, this one's uniquely fun for me because we met each other you so long ago. Back. We did a movie together, and you were a teenager. 
I was 14. I was like an inside out person then. I literally remember that so distinctly. I cannot tell you how many times I thought to myself while we were doing that movie, I don't know how she's doing this. Like when I was 14, I would wake up and I would have a pimple on my chin and like I couldn't proceed through the day without just all I thought about yeah. was what a fucking grotesque monster I was at school. And I'm like, this 14 year old girl is, we're all that way emotionally at 14 or at least most people I knew and, and and yet you're asked to now come and do this pretty miraculous thing. Like when they say go, it's wild. Because it was such an interesting, of course, and I wonder what you think about it is like we had Jonah Bobo who was. Oh, my God. He's come up a lot on this show. I, I can wish, start crying thinking I, about how much I, I fucking love Jonah Bobo. I wish he was here right now. How is he? Do you talk to him? Oh, my God. Can I fill you in on Jonah yeah, Bobo? Yeah, please. I know nothing. Okay. So I stayed in touch with his mother because I just ha I had this affinity for him. And they had decided after that movie that they didn't want him to act for a while, which great. They, they want him to be a kid. And I remember kind of making a case to the mom saying- He's so incredible, man. He's off the charts incredible. And not only is he off the charts incredible, this is a world where being that way will be celebrated and nourished and embraced. And I just think of the elementary school I went to and I, that's not what was embraced. So that was my fear, right? So then I was that's doing- That's so nice that you like had that open conversation with her. You well, know? I was in, I, lo I fucking <laughs> You were weirdly obsessed guy. with it. I was, because he could improv because he didn't know. Yeah. Like there's these all these little slivers of magic times as a performer and like kids can really do some shit that adults will never be able to do. 100%. And you could get Jonah to just start going and his yeah. shit was like brilliant. And he was the cutest little motherfucker and the name is so cute. Have you seen Come On, Come On? No. Oh, you're going to uh, you're going to fall in love with this movie too. I feel like that kid reminds me of Jonah oh. and um, he's so, I think it's all improv. It's like Joaquin's interviewing children, young people oh. about the future and how they feel about the world and everything. And this kid is like his nephew and he takes care of him and kind of is like saddled with this kid this whole time and their relationship is fucked up perfect. It's so oh, beautiful. Wow. He is so open and like, the way that he talks to this guy is just, you You could only do that as like what you're talking about, like this little open, present, little man. Like you can see oh. the man he is already, it's the cutest thing, I love the movie, but sorry to interrupt. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the guest. Yeah. I'm the one who will be apologizing a lot for interrupting. But at any rate, so then I did Baby Mama. I guess that was maybe, whatever it was, maybe it was four or five years after that. So I was in New York for a while, and then I made plans to go see Jonah. And they lived on Roosevelt Island at the time, so I, I had never been there. I take the little tram to Roosevelt Island. I go to his house, and again, I've got this whole story about him, right, that he should have been able to keep doing this thing. I get into the house, and he says, um, you want to hear me play guitar? And I go, oh fuck, yes, God. I want to hear you play guitar. And at this time, I bet Joan was maybe 11, can play every fucking Eddie Van Halen lick. Like, I'm watching him on the guitar, and I'm like, half of me is going, like, of course. Yeah, it makes so, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> right? And then the other part of me is like, where'd this kid come from, right? Like, this is impossible. <laughs> That's not the catcher. The punchline of the fucking story is the day before, his little league team was in the state finals, and Jonah Bobo hit a grand slam to fucking win the game. So he was like a jock. It's crazy. And I was like, I didn't, I should have stayed the fuck out of the way. Like this kid will just do it, you know, right. I, it'll be great everywhere he goes. And then the other, just the funny ending of that story is they hadn't acted forever since Zathura. And they decided, let's try this again. The very first meeting he goes on is Crazy Stupid Love. And he ends up in that amazing so movie. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And we knew that little kid. 
I know, yeah. dude. And then Josh, which I'm sure he had a much different relationship. I'm, I would die to know about that. But of course, I also love Josh Hutcherson. Well, he's one of the nicest people alive. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine he was 12 and you were 14. So like, I don't know what your experience was. We were homies. Oh, good, 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 yeah, good, Yeah, we good, were good, totally okay. homies. I bought him a turtle for his birthday. <laughs> what else do I remember? <laughs> he was dope. I, I really liked both of them. Jonah, like, kind of ran circles around me and intimidated me. But me and Josh were totally, like, <laughs> homies. And I love running into him. Well, and then three of us, I'll say, coming from similar places, like, your parents are both in the nuts and bolts end of show business, like mm. the real work, the blue collar work. And I'm from a family that worked for the auto industry mm -hmm. and Hutcherson was from Northern Kentucky. Yeah. So the three of us weren't, it's not like we are all fancy people. So you got me with my stupid Detroit accent I can't shake. You got, you got sometimes um, um, Josh can't say words where it's so clear it's from Kentucky. It's insane. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's totally like milk or like, you yeah. know, just things that you say. You're like, home. So like yeah. you couldn't say home. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. That is true. Yeah. And then so then I have my whole experience with then observing you for the rest of your career because I, I adore you and I know you. And I remember just being very cognizant of what it must have been like doing that job at 14 years old. I just always, always thought about it. It's funny because I think in retrospect, like I knew that. Like, oh, I, really? I, I, yeah. It's like I definitely knew how aware you were mm. and like you were on fire. I'd never done a movie that was supposed to be funny before ever. Uh huh. And so I was like kind of tripping and reeling and like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And super intimidated and teenager and unable. <laughs> just, I was just like, <laughs> I was a human flail, but it was fun. Like I had the best uh. time ever. And we were on stage for so long that it became really homey. Yeah. And John Favreau is also one of the yes. truly like most solid sender. Like, and, you know, he said stuff, I think, to both of us that was this. You and I needed the same note, weirdly enough, hmm. which was I had a scene where I got a blast through the roof, right, with like a jet pack. Uh -huh. And I'm too <laughs> insecure to try to play it like Harrison Ford. Like, I don't think I'm Harrison Ford. So I'm doing funny faces as I blast through the ceiling or, you know, you know, winking at the fact that I'm on a rocket pack. And, and after like a few of those, he said to me, you know, you got to make a decision. Like, you want to be the hero of this movie? be a bad motherfucker going up the roof or you want to be silly i mean that's your choice and that scared the shit out of me and i think he had similar conversations with you like knowing exactly too he's very empathic and stuff knowing who you are and going and also we got a party yeah no like take it seriously and then it'll be so much more funny yeah, yeah i think yeah, i yeah. definitely was like oh am i supposed to do um <laughs> teenage girl funny i'm like the older and no it was just like and then I think in response to being like, oh man, I don't know that I can do that. I just took it like incredibly seriously. You're so wonderful in the movie. And that's obviously truly, I think a compliment to Favreau is that we're all 100%. good in that movie. And the movie's so fucking, it's probably the best movie I've ever been in, to be honest. <laughs> I love that movie. I haven't seen it. I'm going to like go home and watch it. In fact, after this conversation, it'd be so much more interesting to watch it. I'm curious now. How many movies had you done by then, a lot though, right? Because you started really young. I mean, I was 10 when I worked on Panic Room. Okay. I made one indie movie before that. But yeah, I had probably done like a handful 
it wasn't like super consistent at that point. I had to go to the sixth grade and I hadn't, I, I think there was like a two year period where I wasn't working on movies. Uh-huh. So not that many, but, but technically speaking, just, I suppose, yes, I had done several films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you had really just come off Panic Room with Jodie fucking Foster and Fincher. So it's like, I imagine too, if, if it were me that had been in your situation, it don't, it kind of happened to me on that movie. The whole reason I got cast in that is I had just done a Mike Judge movie and Favreau loves Mike Judge. So he's like, oh, if Mike Judge likes him, then maybe, you know. What movie was that? Idiocracy. Oh, word. So similarly, I personally was like, I don't deserve the confidence he has in me right now. And you're coming off this thing that's like, you know, fucking Fincher picked you? Oh, that's a huge compliment. Your co-star is Jodie Foster? <laughs> yeah. And it's, I don't know, that's a lot to digest where you're like, wow, I guess, okay, that's now, I've somehow absorbed that. Panic Room was the only big movie that I had done. Other than that, it was on these like tiny things, like for a couple weeks and like always very serious work. Yeah, yeah. And so this was like, there were so many new things. It was like on a sound stage with all, like a huge crew and in LA. It was so fancy. It was. It was the fanciest movie. It was like in a different time. I haven't done a movie like that since. I've never seen a craft service table like that in my life. <laughs> well, like, and let's talk about the set. So, you know, the, the, the entire set is going to be this house. So they built the house like three different times and they shot in order, which they don't shoot movies in order for people who don't know. But this movie had to be shot in order because the house is disintegrating, right? And they built a fucking... 5,000 square foot house on a gimbal, which is a series of hydraulic lifts. So there was this house we would get in occasionally that was about 15 feet off the ground. Oh, wow. And they could tilt the whole fucking 5,000 square foot house like 30 degrees and we'd be in there and there was always oh people God. were like, should the kids be in that house? Yeah. <laughs> and there was like the real version of a house in Pasadena that they just recreated wow. in, yeah. indoors. Yeah. Yeah. It was elaborate. <laughs> it was wild. Nuts. Yeah. And yeah. you and I were probably in one of the very last movies that was made like that. It feels from a different time for sure. And Favreau was in particular, like most of this stuff, even at that time would have been done digitally. And we didn't do almost anything digital. Everything was practical. Yeah, it was so physical. So when so a harpoon fun. came through the wall of the house and ripped the fucking staircase out, like it went through the wall, That's, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. acting yeah. so much more, so oh. much easier. Oh my God, I'm watching these little dudes as well just be like, wow. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you can't fake that. Yeah. They made a frozen me. Physically, yes, yes. exactly, and like threw her down the stairs. No, that would have been digital. Like, oh, there's just a thousand million, percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been live cast? I've had my face. In fact, we own it and we put it out at Halloween. I have a, <laughs> a head that was made of me for a Miller Lite commercial like 20 years ago, oh, and funny. I, I hated it. Do you like? Do you like it? It was the worst it? experience of my life. <laughs> I'm literally traumatized. It's like being born, and maybe you don't live through it. <laughs> Why, right, what's right. it like? Yeah. What do you have to do? I mean, well, you like for me, for the face, and I'm sure you did even more, is they cover your entire face in plaster. You have a couple straws coming out of your nose yeah. and you're fucking encased. Mm. They told me that they couldn't put straws in my nose because it was gonna like change the shape of it. And so there was just one person that was like responsible for clearing like all the goopy stuff <laughs> and all the plaster away from the tiny little air holes no. that you have for your nose. I am already claustrophobic Ooh, yeah, and a that's... freak. And I was little and yeah. I just have just harnessed a lot of sort of like <laughs> I've harnessed a lot of calming sort of practical approaches to like living that I did not have then and I was <laughs> beside myself it was horrible you had no toolkit then yeah I was freaking out Whoa. the white knuckle was real I was like it was awful I would never Ooh. do it again well I was 27 when it and it wasn't any better at 27 mm -mm. this happens in show business all the time so my very first movie was without a paddle and we go there and it's like for me 
it's a movie. So like everything is, it's fake. It's like I'm at Disneyland, right? Uh-huh. It's like, oh yeah, jump in these class five rapids and float down. Cool, oh, we do that. And it feels like- Right, like well, it's not- just a movie. Yes. And then the professional rower who just won a gold medal in the previous Olympic goes through the exact same falls and breaks his whole fucking head open, has to go to the hospital and you go, wait, how did that just happen? We're at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> There's a lot of those, right? Where and, and you have to learn it. You have to kind of sometimes go like, wait a minute. Are we positive? Everyone thought this through? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's funny. When you said that, my face went blank because I could think of like 50 different times I've almost died <laughs> doing stupid stuff on yeah. movies. Like, yeah. You get to do wild stuff that you would never, ever do in your life because we do these like insane elaborate hypothetical fantasy exactly that we yeah. just like i want to have this fantasy and have this little dream you're already imagining you're in some place you're not so in that place it's safe mm-hmm. <laughs> or in that place yeah it's been thought out yeah and not always it's <laughs> yeah. quite often it hasn't been so thoroughly thought out <laughs> so then what happened to me personally is so without a paddle had made a good deal of money and then i see zathura that's my second movie or it's really my third, but it's the second one that's going to come out. And then we we get to go to a screening of that movie, mm-hmm. uh, like a, t- a test screening. And I watch it and I'm like, my God, I'm in a fucking Spielberg movie. Like, <laughs> look at the quality of this movie. And in my mind, I was like, well, if Without a Paddle made 60, this thing's making 250. <laughs> like, my <laughs> expectations of that movie. How did that do? Terrible. Oh, <laughs> Want to say it made- <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I'm so that glad seems you liberating. That. I was little, dude. I yeah. I also yeah. don't have like a good frame of reference for if articles say something has done well, then it's done well. I don't really know what the numbers mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's and by the way, it is horseshit. Yeah, I just did something yesterday for somebody, and in the introduction of me, they're like, and wrote and directed the hit movie Chips, and I'm like, that fucking wasn't a hit movie. <laughs> like, we're playing right. it fast with the word hit. Right. <laughs> Also, but, but now, now with <laughs> and streaming, though, it's hard, especially now, to know if something's a hit or not. Because maybe in streaming, everyone's watching it. Maybe, you know, like, who cares? Yeah. Also, like, I feel like the coolest things that I've done never do well. And right. always, it's like people still love that movie or whatever. That it's, I don't know. I feel like Zathura is one of the coolest movies we've done. Yeah. And also, I did this movie called Adventureland that yeah, 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 yeah. is so yeah. itself. And Greg Mantola is like one of my favorite filmmakers. Oh, and so Jesse's cool. incredible. That movie, yeah. I think, made like $5. I think that's the one movie that people say that they like the most to me. Yeah. Uh, same. You know how much yeah. Idiocracy made? No. $180,000. <laughs> A fucking $180,000. You'll fact check it. It might be 300000 It ain't a million. Right. <laughs> and then for certain, that's the thing I've done that way more people have right. seen than anything else. I'll go watch it. You've never seen Idiocracy? No, it's dude. It's really good. Wow. Yeah. Because it's really your kind of generation that loves it. Oh, cool. I'm going to go watch Cause that. Because it's such a skewering of how fucking ridiculous. It's t- all too relevant now. <laughs> well, now it seems yeah. insanely prophetic. But anyways, so from my perspective, that movie came out. It didn't do so hot. And then they did a couple more and they didn't do so hot. And then I was, then I was, I was not getting work for a very long time. And then simultaneously, that's, what happens, that's what happens. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, Josh Hutcherson, man, boy, this boy's on fire. He's in fucking Hunger Games. <laughs> he did this, you know, he's in a movie with The Rock and everything. And then Twilight <laughs> happened. I was like, who are these children? <laughs> Why is everyone in this fucking movie becoming titans of the industry? And I can't get a job. It was very interesting. And I think I even remember oh, over I the years this. when I would bump into you, I would be thinking in my head, like, I would bump in you and I'd be so excited to see you. And then in some level, 
level in my brain, I would have this shame that like oh, everyone no. went on to these great things, and, and I you're was like, just, Kristen's a huge movie star. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and like I'm bothering her. <laughs> and she, uh, hey, I remember me. We were. Um, remember we did that movie together? Oh, yeah, it was how a wild for you. <laughs> you're doing so great now, though. Life is way back. Maybe I wasn't doing the right thing. This is a Cinderella story. <laughs> you look beautiful the today. Real. I do. Yeah, you look oh, gorgeous. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I want to say one more thing about the Zathura days. So what I really liked about you is you were like really into cars, and you wanted a fucking Mini Cooper. I did, and I and I got it. Yeah, got it. Ooh. That thing was so cool. My brother totaled that car. He did. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what brothers do. Brothers are the worst. Yeah, I know. Well, I hate to say this, but in general. People do that to things they didn't buy. I'm just going to say. Yeah, as I, I've been yeah. guilty of it. I've, I've ridden my brother's equipment much different than I've ridden my own, we'll say. Right. That's, well, that's a personality thing, though. I treat other people's shit with a much gentler hand than I treat my own. Do you have I, siblings? Yeah. Right. Do you think? But he doesn't. He right. treats everything horribly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you add on top of it, like, Neil knows what you got in the bank. So he ain't gonna feel fucking bad if he breaks well, one he goddamn should. thing of yours. Well, he shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> it's a principal thing. Do you know Monica lives across the street? Yeah, she's she your told neighbor me about too. The house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I so love exciting. that house, man. It's, it's haunted gonna, for sure. Every time haunted. I walk by, I'm like, ooh, I get this feeling. Would you ever see the old lady crossing in and out of in the, the little bridge? No, oh. but I did like walk around the backyard and. There was all this stuff back there. Yeah, weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Like her stuff uh -huh. was still back there, there was and I like was like this investigating. Weird planter head, like a head mold of a head. That's Ooh. a planter. I'm gonna keep that. Keep that. Yeah, definitely. yeah that's cool. definitely not jinxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no way that's <laughs> totally normal. Terrible luck. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah. You were like a little gearhead, and of course, I fucking love that. And then we I had my license in that car. Yeah. What color? Uh, it had some checkered on it somewhere, yeah, right? It was black oh. and it had like a body kit on it and the top had black and white checkers. I was like Whoa, truly cool. obsessed. Yeah. yeah. I was so stoked for you. And now here comes some disappointment. So we're neighbors and I'm constantly riding around the neighborhood oh, with my daughters no, you're on the motorcycles. And fucking every time I drive by your house, I'm like, Where's the fucking hot rod, man? What what happened? There's a minivan out there. I know. <laughs> That's your car? Yeah, but Beth is like such a, a reliable Beth. homie. Yeah. She's more like a soulmate for you, but I would yeah. love to see you have a little fling with something. Can we get you like, mm. like Beth's there. She's your partner for life. You guys will die together, but can we get a little fling happen? This is embarrassing. Right now, so uh, there's like a warehouse in Van Nuys that is full of cars. Oh. And I just keep them really nice. Oh, and that's like great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. You're not? No. My mom's like obsessed. My whole family, my brother is like yeah. a total, you know, hot rodder. And uh, What is in the fucking, I mean, you don't have to out yourself. <laughs> no. We I, want, we want. You it's know. like a Jay Leno situation over there. It's not as nice as that. It's way like dirtier than okay. that. But like my family loves like Oldsmobiles and like just like Novas and stuff like that. The douchiest thing about me is that I love Porsches. That's not fucking douchey at <gasps> it's all. It's the most beautiful. It's the most beautiful car I've ever seen. The only <laughs> thing more stunning in Spencer than you is the fucking, what was it like an 89, 911 or something? Or, yeah. 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 It was the version that was still air cooled. You know, as late 80s one, maybe. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. I have a turbo slant nose. 
<laughs> you have a slant nose turbo 930? Yeah. Fuck you. I know. I'll, you do? Yeah, and it's white. Oh my God, Stuart. <laughs> and you've never seen that outside my house? Sometimes no. it's there. It's oh, I so, would, you would have seen me outside like playing on the hood it. and stuff. Dude, come drive it. I'm a host of Top Gear. And so I did the brand new 911, the new turbo. And so it, we went back and we got the very first 930 turbo. So we had like seven of them throughout the decades and I got to drive them all. And I was driving that fucking 930 and I was thinking, I might have to have this car. It screams. It doesn't want to go slow. Like when you pull it out of like a driveway, it's like, uh-huh. like it's just sort of stuttering and frustrated. And then you go on the freeway and it just starts humming. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's incredible. It's agitated. Yeah, There's sexual upset. tension. Yeah. Yes, it yes. feels like, come on, let's go. I know, yeah. get your fucking pants off. Yeah. So, okay, so what's great about that car, and I'm going to explain, Monica, why that car is so unique, Please. and it's called the Widowmaker. That was their, the Ooh, Porsche Widowmaker. Oh, man. oh that's scary. This is a very easy concept, though, to understand, I think, is that was the very first turbo Porsche, and turbos then, the technology wasn't so great where they they made power all along the way. So basically okay. her car is making literally 100 horsepower up until about 4,500 RPMs. And then in one second, it starts making 300 horsepower. Oh, God. Because that big old turbo just kicks in and then it's fucking yeah. on. And it, you are literally, when that happens, glued to your seat. <laughs> I mean, it literally is a suction cup. Are you an adrenaline junkie? <laughs> no, I know I'm like such an indoor cat. By the you way, you are I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, leave me. I don't want to do this cat. crazy shit. Okay, so you okay? So because I could go golfing with you, but you have no desire to ever go do like a track day with me. I would love to do that, and I've been waiting. So my makeup artist is married to Patrick Dempsey, and he is like an obsessive car person. I've raced with him. Yeah, I've wanted to. I think she's. I think Jill's done that. Whatever. She He's has been a great urging me to line. do. It. She, she does. She has a great makeup line. Her makeup is the best. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I have Guys, many pieces. Should, should I be wearing it? Jillian yeah. Dempsey. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's the best eyeliner. J Demp. So good. Yeah. Okay. The lid tints are great too. Yes, that's what I have. <laughs> I have a few of the lid tints. I'm going to um, I'm gonna leave for a second. You yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Well, you guys got to do cars. <laughs> now uh, we're going to do makeup. I want you to. I want you to. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Okay, sorry. Track day. Sorry. I would love to. I had to sort of like um, come out with, the, f- the first thing I said was, this is like the douchiest thing about me, but yes. I do have a $100,000 car. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. And of all people, I'm going to out you. Like, you're frugal as a motherfucker. The other thing is I go by your house and I'm like, God bless this bitch, man. She bought this house like 10 years ago or five. How long have you lived in that house? At least 10 like, years, like 11 right? years. Wow. Yeah. yeah, a lot of other actresses who are the face of Chanel would, you know, they might have got some big preposterous house. Wait, dude, you should walk into my house one day. There are holes in the walls. Oh, that's I'm another like, thing is like, you've had like light construction for the whole decade. And I have always been obsessed with you have like a side gate. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I just bought a new house. Oh, you did? Yeah. We're not going to be neighbors? It's two blocks away. So I'm, I don't like it. I know. Yeah. It is right kind when I'm of moving a, in. I jumped, I jumped out. But like literally, I could, I could throw a baseball to my, house, my okay. new house. Okay. So it, I'm still really close. I don't but like it though. I, I thought it was really neat that we had done that movie together when we were young. And now look at us both. We're neighbors. I like I know, that. Yeah. Even but though that, we never see you. <laughs> I think we've only bumped into each other like three times. I know. Yeah. I know. Wild. This one time I saw you walking with this baby strapped to you, and I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen in my whole life. Uh, have you ever seen Dax on Halloween with the hayride? 
I jumped into the hayride this year. You were in the hayride? Yeah. What? Did you not know that? I no. did not know that. Not no, because oh I'm in the front of the fucking um, Tesla. I'm driving. So well, I this don't makes know. me feel better because when I jumped out, I was like, dude, thank you. That was so fun. And you were like, yep. Mm-hmm. And oh. just mo- <laughs> like moving on. And I was well, like. I was on the clock. No, Let's I know. Honest. You were doing a job. <laughs> what were you dressed as? Uh, like pajamas and I was just dead tired. <laughs> I was so I couldn't get it together this year because I just been like So you pummeled. went as you went as Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Incognito, we didn't know. We didn't know who Holy was in shit, and out of that. Holy shit, that makes me right. so happy yeah. though. Because this was year 2 of it. Did you observe year 1 of the hayride? No, I had never seen it before. I was like, what the fuck? My <laughs> I was I was cooking something and my friend Ashley who also lives in our neighborhood, she was like Cree, come outside right now. And I literally like left the burner on and like ran outside. It was like very event. It was like really exciting. Uh, something was happening in the neighborhood. Oh, I was like, oh. That is the best feedback yeah, you could made, ever get. Made me feel there. alive. Also, I, I want to tell a story about this because it's something that I've wanted to get out for a long time. <laughs> My neighbor is a teenage girl. And they're really cool and they're really, really nice. And this one time she was like with her boyfriend trying to leave the neighborhood and it's like, they didn't know which way they they were going to go. They were like figuring something out or whatever. And I was like, that's cool. I'm just going to like go around them. And then he started going at the same time that I kind of went to go around them, but like nicely. And I was in my Porsche, my, my douchey Porsche at the time. (laughs) Sweet dream machine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I kind of had to, in order to like avoid a con, like I had to poke it. I had to like, (laughs) yeah. Get a goose it. I had to sort of scream around them <laughs> and I looked back and the girl's face was like this. <laughs> she was appalled. Okay, yeah, so the look on, on Kristen's face right now is, what the fuck, yeah, bitch? Yeah, it, yeah. literally. Yeah. She was like, that girl <laughs> is a bitch who sucks and I hate her. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. Right. And then ever since, I do feel like I've never been able to like say like, I didn't mean that. I didn't. It was a total mistake, and I love you. Aww. And like, you've been my neighbor for a long time. And the idea that I have beef with like a teenage girl embarrasses me and makes me feel horrible shame. And so she was on the hayride. Uh, oh, she was. And I did jumped. Men defense. No, because she just sat there silently. <gasps> So, and I did too. Ooh. And it was, I should have just in that moment been like, bro, I'm so sorry. Wow. Like, Man, so much was happening continues. back there. I yes. had no fucking clue. People think like when that evening ended, right? And if you remember, I don't know, did you go on the whole route? I mean, we went around. The I go to the top and I do that U-turn at the very top. Were you part of that? Yeah, because that's where Ashley's house is. So that's a tight turnaround with a trailer. Uh-huh. And so, and then I got to turn into the fucking tiny little alley, that little alley. You skipped this when we did it we you, did. St- you you stopped at the bottom of her house not the top okay so afterwards i got a lot of praise for my driving skills which i love because that's that's all i want people to think is i'm a great driver but i was trying to explain to people the driving the trailer is not the stressful part of that job at all mm-hmm. the stressful part is i have to play songs that are halloween related mm-hmm. the entire time because mm-hmm. i've got the music blasting so the whole time i'm driving i'm not looking at anything other than my phone trying to figure out good things on the spotify playlist of halloween <laughs> Classics. And you should so make a playlist. I got yeah. to do that because yeah. it really took me out of it. <laughs> yeah. My stress. Like, I think I played um, Thriller maybe four or five times and I started right. feeling guilty. Mm. Like, There's I was nothing lazy. worse than wasting your party hours by like staring at Spotify. <laughs> I do that all the time. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert if you dare. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? 
Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were to... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be <laughs> Rob and sp- I received some texts. Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, <laughs> which is this attic. <laughs> <sighs> But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, Talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. Boy, am I thrilled that she <laughs> was on yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm going to go in reverse now. Okay, so I watched Spencer last night and truly, 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 truly loved it. Beyond many things, it's so fucking unique, which at 47, that's really all I'm looking for. Like, you know, it's like I'm watching this and it immediately has a fingerprint that is special. And then for me, watching you, I was like, oh my God, like she fucking did it, man. Oh, dude, that's the nicest thing. I see someone that's so fucking confident and brave and... Like, the degree of failure on the table with that kind of role is yeah. infinite. 
Yeah. I don't have the bravery to do what you did. And, and, and not only did you make that choice, which made me so, I don't want to say proud of you because that feels dismissive, but just so happy for you. Thank you. And you're outrageously fucking good in it. Dude, thank you. And so I have a bunch of questions about them. Generally, when I interview people, I have to talk about their movie and I don't want to because I don't care about movies. You don't? I mean, just care not about that much. People. I care about you. Like, yeah. I care about the hayride. But that's ride. the same thing. Yes, I, right. So, but this I really cared about because of knowing you and stuff. So I was, mm-hmm. I was having all these really just lovely feelings about you and just feeling so happy for you. And then just so impressed by you. And then seeing you drive the Porsche and thinking like, <laughs> oh, she loves driving that Porsche. Like, there's, you know, there's a lot of fun things going on for On the me. left side of the road, which was so weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah right-hand drive, uh, Porsche, a stick. One thing fucking pissed me off. I got to air one grievance. They had you on a trailer once, and they didn't fucking turn the car on. So the tack is at zero. Oh, my God, dude. No, I hate me that. Off no so one much. else in the whole That's whole true. World. Probably no one else in the entire nope. world. No. That entire scene, all I could do is stare at the tack. I'm pretty sure that we were only on a trailer once, and it was like the the first scene. It's the first so scene it's really in the movie. impactful. Yes, so I a little bit was like, oh, no, she's not going to really be driving the car in this movie? Right out the gate, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was a big thing that yeah. no one else would even notice. I later, in like kind of thinking of you, and again, I think I know you much more than I do. I don't really, I knew you as a child. And then, of course, I've observed you with great curiosity as you've grown up. Yeah, but you will have like very open, like, beady eyes like I remember I'm truly like I when I was little I was like oh this guy's like really I mean you've you've always been like that yeah yeah Yeah. so it makes sense but yeah go on okay so in trying to figure it out I was starting to think of like what a scary role like the accent there's so much footage other people have played her I'm curious like what was your own interest level in the royal family like I just, I can tell you, I don't really know much about it until I watch The Crown. It's never interested me, and I'm very judgmental of the whole thing. So I was just curious, first, like, as a kid, was Princess Diana something for you, or no? No. Yeah. I mean, like, I knew about her, you know? I, yeah. I, I remember when she passed away. I you were totally young, 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 Seven. Young. Okay, but as I'm watching this movie, and it's this crazy ride through someone at the peak of captivity, and having zero power in their life and being observed at all times and never being able to turn that off. It's not an option. It's the role. As is said in the movie, which is beautiful, is just, you guys are just currency. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think of the girl I knew at 14 who I would never describe as an extrovert. No. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Getting in Twilight and literally the entire world is now staring at you and there's no exit door. And it's like, you want to do the thing because you love the thing, but now there's no exit door. And I thought, boy, I wonder if she connected at all to that feeling of Diana during that experience. Yeah, like it's hard to be literal about it, but like theoretically, I hate that feeling so much. Mm -hmm. And thinking about her, like that's physical for me. I know that feeling. And hers was like on a, such a grander, more sort of fucked up scale and it's totally different and I get to be skinless in the way that I want to be. And like she didn't. And so- You at least have a home. She didn't have a home. Yeah. So I'll give you that, family. but I will not give you that. You couldn't do a goddamn thing without, everyone saw everything for a while. I know. Yeah. I, know. I mean, it was real. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Like you playing her driving with a fucking disguise to go to KFC, like I guarantee you've fucking done shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been in like trunks of cars and stuff. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. I think I know that that's not 
a role you've ever really desired. I'm an egomaniac. I kind of wanted to be worshipped as a sun god. <laughs> and I still kind of do at times. But I don't think that's ever been you. So when I was watching the Twilight thing, I was like, this is a very, 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 very big experience for someone who's not trying to live out loud. Yeah. There were parts of it that were really hard and totally sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but it's this strange dichotomy. I do this thing that I'm so frazzled by because there's something about it that's so beautiful. And right. it's, I don't really give a fuck about movies either. I don't give a fuck about Hollywood, whatever, but I'm like you, I really like people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's movies. When they're good, that is movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's such a transactional thing. What I'm getting is, there's not a word for it. It's so epic. It's it's my whole, it's, it's my whole life experience. I've never known anything else. I yes. love it. I would give anything to keep doing it. The exchange is worth it for me, but there's absolutely like, a thing that is weird. You have to be nervous right now. Oh yeah, like talking about this yes, and not that, that people are people thinking, off. "Oh fuck you, you were yeah. the star of Twilight." Right? That's what. Of you're, course. You know what? You're not ungrateful if you don't enjoy being <laughs> fucking followed and photographed all day long. You're not ungrateful. You're not undeserving. You're not a bad person. You're a fucking human being who's quite young, with a good chunk of the world staring at you, and that is actual trauma. <laughs> Like, I can't yeah. imagine you've maybe thought that, or maybe you have, but I mean, that's actual trauma. I'm 6'3", I'm 200 pounds, I love to fist fight. And I have <laughs> felt fucking terrified many, many, many times. Like, terrified, like, holy shit, I can't get out of this situation. Holy shit. Yeah. And so if I feel that way as a male who's big, I can only imagine what it's like. Yeah. When you shove someone into a corner, you become an animal. I think I've actually, like turned the color of a fire truck and had steam come out of my ears like a cartoon. Uh -huh. There have been times where I've, you're so subject to these men and what they're taking from you. And that is your life. That's not a picture in a moment. It's your time and it's your life. Yes. And there are moments where I can't believe I haven't killed people. Like yes. I can't believe yeah. I haven't started following them to their houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, you just like put a nickel in me and now I'm like going. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it's, it's something that I now um, have like totally processed and taken out of my body because it used to really affect me physically. And now I just don't let it. So I am there too. And I would love to hear how you got there. Because I think As it's I'm funny like that we share, knees. well, but I think it's funny we share claustrophobia in common. Cause to me, that's exactly what it is. I remember being in an event in Tennessee with Kristen. She had hosted like the CMTs and we're at the after thing and it was just getting overwhelming, overwhelming. I tried to go hide in the bathroom. I was like, I just need 15 minutes to fucking not talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden there were people talking to me over the stall. And then when I got outside, there was like 50 people who wanted to wait to, and then they followed me as I walked back to my hotel. Like I just ditched the car, I ditched Kristen and I'm, not, I'm having a fucking like a uh, survival panic attack. Like, so when I watched like that Britney Spears doc, did you watch that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, man, it took her that long to get the fucking umbrella out of the car. Like, it, that's oh. a miracle. That is a miracle that she lasted that long. Oh, I know. I can't believe that I have not done the same thing. There's that picture of Sean Penn. Yes. Oh, I love it. That needs to be framed in my house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a great photo. For anyone that hasn't seen it, it is literally like, it, you are about to be socked in the face by Sean Penn. And the look on his face is like, you're done, bro. You're yeah. done, you're out. Like, yeah. yeah, that punch followed through and it was just the image right before the guy got knocked out. Exactly. I've said things that I don't mean. Like I've said things out loud that like have left my mouth and I've been like, wait, hold on. That is, 
I would never speak to a person like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. They're putting you in a fight or flight situation. Like, so yeah, things are going to come out. Your body's going to do things it doesn't normally do. All of it. Like, it's a life or death situation. We're talking about fucking Princess Diana. So guess what? Yeah, fucking life or death. You can suck a dick if you think it's not life or death. (laughs) God, that's so satisfying. You can say it. And I'm just, thank you so much for saying it. But it's true. (laughs) It ended in death. Britney Spears almost fucking died from it. And a lot of people almost die from it. And if you don't die from it in public, you're self-medicating in a way that you die from it or you're fucking in a way you die from it. You do something. You have to claim some control back in Mm -hmm. some way and those often are not the best solutions at times. So it might not get you in the way you think, but it's a bizarre fucking situation. Yeah. And it's fine and we want it. And, and it's weird cool. because it's like this immovable thing because I'm like, I want everyone to see my movie. I, yes, like that's 100%. And I'm totally here yeah. to like make that happen. But The yeah. dream is like your, what was the Miley Cyrus TV show? Hannah, Hannah, Hannah Montana. Montana. Yeah, like the dream is like your Hannah Montana. It's like right. you're, you're Christmas who and you want to be mm-hmm. <laughs> and you want to go work. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like that thing in the movie, actually, not to be like, this is embarrassing. I'm like, I myself am bringing it back to the movie. No, please do. (laughs) Like when he says, like, there needs to be two of you. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that before? Because I've had so many people be like, when I've been stressy on interviews or just sort of like, I try to dread. Yeah, 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 you get exhausted. I try to dread less now because then you're like wasting your time before something and it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. And Mm -hmm. it's actually like so much more fun if you like enjoy it. But (laughs) when people used to say that to me, I'd be like, that is not possible. What you're going to like be a different person than you are. It's not possible. And so therefore, when you can't do it, you feel like you're failing and you're like, wait, no, that's illogical. It doesn't make sense. It's Sisyphusian, which Mm, Monica taught me. That's my favorite word. That's not a real word. It's not a real word. Sisyphus. Sisyphus Sisyphus is a real thing, but wait, so how did you figure out how to not let it affect your body? I think I'm just very callous now. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I, um, let me see. Like, uh, you want me to go first and then you can think about what, okay. So the thing that I think clicked for me was a couple aspects. And it's funny because it's one of the primary tenets of AA, which I'm a member of, which Mm. is acceptance is the answer to all of my problems. And so I, ha- I had to start getting honest with myself and having appropriate expectations. Like really what it was is I'm not telling myself on the way to LAX, like, bro, you're going to get to LAX and a lot of people are going to want pictures with you and you're going to be in a hurry and you're going to be juggling two kids and you're going to have luggage and that's all coming. And all I got to do is say that to myself on the way to the airport. And then when it starts happening, I go, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know this. What happened, the breakthrough for me a little bit was we were at the airport. And I think we had one kid yet. And we were, again, we were late. All of this shit. <laughs> chaos, chaos, chaos. We're trying to fucking check in to get our tickets. <laughs> and I literally feel someone poke me on the shoulder. And I turn around and a woman has an iPhone like six inches from my face filming me. And she's like, Crosby, where are you going on vacation or whatever? And I snapped, which I don't really do. And I especially don't do to women. But I go... I I lost it and I go, hey, you're not at the fucking zoo and I'm not a fucking animal. Whoa. And like the the whole kind of area heard that, right? And I'm like, oh God, that's going to be in the paper, blah, 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 blah. We get on the plane, you know, my wife's like, hon, you you have, you know, you gotta, you gotta be kinder to people. They're excited to see you and stuff I know. But I I really like when I got tapped and I turned and there was a camera in my face, I just, I lost it. So we get on the airplane and the woman that had done that walked by my seat and dropped a note on my lap and I opened it up and I read it and she said I'm so ashamed I treated you like you weren't a human being and I'm better than that 
And I like literally got emotional and I got out of my seat and I went and found her and I said, I I'm too so am so sorry. fucking sorry because I don't want to treat anyone like I just treated you and I'm so sorry. And we fucking hugged. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, of I got to jump to that part. I definitely have like relinquished too. It's just, you have to just go, you have to start floating through it versus like fighting these waves. Yeah. You're not stronger than that. Right. It's not. And yeah. also it feels so much better to go with it. It, it feels exactly. better. It can be enjoyable. And it's so annoying to admit that because it's like, that's what everyone said. And you're like, listen, this was my own journey to this lesson. You have to learn it yourself. It's like having, I don't have kids, but I can imagine you watch them have to like just learn hard lessons all the time. This is something that you cannot know until you physically do it. And I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, so for it, people that think this theoretically, I'm like, fuck you, you don't know. But yeah. I do know that what you're saying technically is true, but you just don't understand it. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. things can often be intellectually clear in your head. That for doesn't sure. mean they're emotionally clear in your body. Totally. One thing I really thought was very interesting about the movie was it felt like a horror movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like I was like scared during it. And and then I was like, this is how she felt. She was living in a horror movie. Mm. Yeah. It was and again, so crazy. it's the thing you're just afraid to say out loud. And I'm afraid to say out loud, which is there are aspects of this fairy tale life I have that I don't like and mm. that make me feel powerless. And so when you're watching it, like, again, when you say something, now it's in print, it, it looks different. If I don't watch the movie and I don't get in your head and I don't feel it, and I'm telling people, well, they made her wear these outfits. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they made her wear really nice outfits. On the surface, it's like, what are you so bent out of wrong? shape about? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But what is, what is a big deal is loss of autonomy. It's life or death if you don't have autonomy. So you will either die or fight your way out of it. Yeah, it's like if you ask someone to not exist and then you like sort of are confused about why they're having an identity <laughs> crisis. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, for sure. Like there's no clear job either. It was like she was so useful and so impactful and unstoppable yeah. and they just didn't know where to put that at all and it needed somewhere to go it right. wasn't just gonna go nowhere that is an energy thing that is just true and so it was like imploding and and had it been reversed let's say she was the daughter and married charles and he was the outsider she would have been treated like winston churchill like she had the capability like they went to go on those first tours and no one gave a fuck about the husband. No. <laughs> they loved so her. Like the world was mad for her, it's you true. know? And yeah. it had to be threatening. Like now she has leverage. Like England, the world loved her and that's dangerous. Mm. And oh my she God. could bring the whole fucking thing down. And Probably take attention guess. away. Yeah, like the thing that starts with her story and ends with Prince Henry's. Harry. Prince Harry. Love you. We had him on. I interviewed him. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, trippy. Cool. Okay. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. He's sitting right where you're sitting. He was uh, really cool. Yeah, fucking sexy too. I, I didn't so think nice. he looked sexy like in photos. And then I met him I'm like, this dude is a fucking stud. Psych. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on in that story. And some of, some of it is misogyny. Like she had her powers and her charisma and, and, and the roles were reversed. It would have been a different story. It could have been like a, a new chapter in the royal. She could have taken that thing somewhere. Absolutely. I mean, the internal thing about the movie too, like I don't know her. I'll never know her. It is such a personal movie, oddly, because it's like totally about this historical figure. But at the same time, it is just like our perception. And we're talking about perception and the way people see you. No one is wrong about you. It's just their experience with you. No one is wrong about you. So it's so f trippy yeah. to be like, you don't know me. It's like, what is that? You yeah. have given someone an experience and that is theirs. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. But what I like about the movie and what I think is so cool and like bold, like I'm so proud of Pablo 
when you feel like you want to kill someone or if you feel really upset about something, the way that you describe it is like, you're like, dude, I'm, uh, I feel like my head is going to pop off my body. <laughs> and he like popped her head off her body. Like it yeah. feels like, oh, right. feels right, like right. a, like a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like, it feels like you've jumped inside someone's body. 100%. It feels like John Malkovich style. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I have like a, a technical question that I, I got curious about with the movie, which is, um, the score is insane. I don't know that I've seen too many movies where the score wasn't so perfectly woven into the experience. Like when I'm watching you, it's hard to imagine you're not hearing that score because mm -hmm. it's just so mm -hmm. perfectly mm -hmm. paired. I started wondering like, did you guys have any of that music beforehand? So we had a little bit of it. I hate to say this really quick, but score is obviously the music that is created originally for the movie as opposed to source music. So we're talking about the music that was written specifically for the film. Okay. Yeah. So he wrote some of it like before we did it and we had that piece. There's a scene where I eat a pearl necklace. Yeah. yeah. So intense. It also yeah. made me want to chew pearls. No, I was like, don't do it. Do not do it. I was like freaking out. It gave me pica, the, that disease yeah. where people eat yeah. random <laughs> objects. I'm like, I want to eat some pearls. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. In that scene. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm like, you have fucking, pica. Yeah, I know. <laughs> have you seen The Great? Yes, I love The Great. I am so obsessed with that show. We just Dude. had, we just had Nicholas, um, Nicholas on. He is one of my favorite humans in life. So like, you guys are friends? Yeah, he's made a hole in one too. He's like <gasps> oh, a magic what? person. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been such a huge fan. Mm -hmm. I love every movie he's ever done. I love watching him in everything, even in bad movies. I'm like, oh, it's a Nick movie. I need to see it. Like, I love him. He's never been better. I just, and I hate saying that. I hate when people say that about yeah, yeah, other yeah. people's performances. It's like, I just literally watch him in that show and I'm amazed at how charming and beautiful and tender and funny and just, <laughs> I like, he's unbelievable in it. Well, he does something that you can recognize as an actor, which is like he takes this role where he's, you're supposed to hate his fucking guts the first season. Yeah. And yeah. he's a monster. Yeah. And you just love him and you want him to be in love, which is so fucked up. You're like, I'm like pining for them to fucking be together. The last episode slaughtered me. I have one left of season two. I was like in pieces sobbing. Oh my wow. God. We're going to go golfing. We're going to watch the great. We're going to do it. <laughs> Wait, does he have pica? How did we get here? So Elle Fanning's character has it. When she's pregnant, she's eating all this dirt. And I'm like, dude, I can't stand it. I'm like, stop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right. That's the connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's mowing dirt. But you, you had the music, the violin music. I oh, right. Assume. So they were playing it live. There was a string mm. sort of section in present in the room. Oh, that day. right, right. They were, they were practically playing. Yeah, and it oh, was wow. like, oh, that oh. sound is so unbelievably grating. And also it kind of like made me realize like, oh, this is more heightened than even the script implies. Like this is truly, this is the tippy top of the Everest nightmare. Yeah, This is like when it's about to break. Yeah, everything's about to disintegrate yeah. and uh, structurally collapse. Yeah. And the weird thing is I was listening to like so much pop music when we were doing some of the dancey stuff like for the montage. Yeah. We were listening to Talking Heads. We were listening to like Pat Benatar and like Phil Collins, like Cry on the Bathroom Floor 80s ballads. And I think it created this like weird friction between what you're hearing. For me, the score is so like what it feels like to be sad and to be scared and to be like locked inside of something. Yeah. And then when it picks up and starts soaring, it has this like buoyancy and levity and it feels like beautiful and it's supporting her and she's kind of sort of floating in it. And it's like, 
it trembles because there's so much jazz in it. Yeah. And it feels like sultry and sexy. And like, she also has so much desire in her that she mm. just wants, it's like, she wants so badly to just have some anything. Well, she's a human that on her own would have gone and had everything. Yeah. I mean, literally, she had the skill Absolutely. set and the and looks. And was just about to. Yeah. And it's and that's why it really sucks is the whole time you're watching the movie, you know what happened. And so it's like every win, everything that feels like it lands is like, fuck. Yeah. It yeah. also is so heavy and like laden with this idea that we've lost her. But yeah, this movie doesn't exist without that music. Like it is yeah. such a huge part. I think like the Trent Reznor music probably in, in, in Social Network, mm -hmm. like also had that where I was like, I, yeah. it's in the film somehow. Like it's it's in, you know. Johnny Greenwood has done every movie this year as well. It's oh, like really? Power of the Dog, Licorice oh. Pizza, oh, wow. Spencer. Johnny Greenwood, for anyone who doesn't know, is also like part of Radiohead. It is kind of staggering. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. yes, the yes. Talent yeah. Level. yeah, yeah. Back to Talking Heads. Because I'm really hoping between the 930 Porsche, I want this to be another thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite Talking Heads song? Because my very favorite song on planet Earth is by the Talking Heads. Tell me yours. What one did you have one? Well, is yours like obvious? Could be. Like, is it like one of the bangers? I mean, they're all bangers, but like, is it like one um, of the Naive Melody. Home, home oh, is yeah. where I'm I have listened to that song for up, upwards of six hours on repeat. I'm a psychopath for repeat songs. Yeah. Like I will oh. listen to the same for hours, the same song, a whole day of the same song. I've Me been too. doing it for four days straight. Yeah, I'm in a particular groove right now with like five songs I've put together. And I just can't stop. Mm -hmm. you, are you OCD, or do you have OCD tendencies? I have certain tendencies for sure. Both of us do, and we have repeat song syndrome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Monica has repeat movie syndrome. Yeah, been the freakiest level you've ever seen. Which How one? many times did you watch Contagion when the pandemic oh, first started? God. She I literally mean, watched it like thirteen times, probably like in, the in first. a row. I like couldn't <laughs> stop watching it. That sounds horrible. I know, but yeah. it felt so good. Whoa! But then I saw an Instagram slide that I I forwarded to her, and yeah. it said people with anxiety like to rewatch movies because they want to know how it ends. They know how there's, it ends. It's so, so comforting no knowing how it ends. That makes total sense. Yeah. I'm not even into like horoscopy things that much, but suddenly I got curious what your sign was. Capricorn. Oh. It was just my birthday. Oh, word! Yeah. Happy birthday. When's your birthday? April. And what's that sign? Aries. I feel like I'm a, um, with the, whatever the third is, not the moon, then there's another one. And I think that one I'm Aries. So we don't like horoscopes <laughs> either. Or we don't believe in astrology. Let's start there. Mm -hmm. Monica and I. Yet Monica has found some account <laughs> and she oh, keeps star. forwarding them to me. Yeah. And they're, they're so on. fucking freaky. It's like, you don't know what to do with it. Isn't it so annoying when you don't believe in something? Like equivocally, do not believe in it because based on so many things that you know yeah. yes, to be true. Yes, yes, yes. And then they just like are true. I know. And you're like, wait, stop. <laughs> this makes no sense. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, getting ready for a marathon, or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home, if you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more. We are supported by Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm. 
Ooh. Myrtle Beach, I have so much nostalgia. Me too. I did a spring break in Myrtle yes. Beach. Yes. Did you guys used to go there from Georgia? Yeah. It mm. was a very common beach destination. Ugh. Long sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline to enjoy. The beach truly is where your best self comes out. Combine that with the irresistible aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants, and you've got yourself the perfect vacation. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. <laughs> no, I did not do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. We have to tell Kristen about, about England. The headphones? Yeah. yeah. Kristen was shooting a movie for six weeks in London, and I guess November and December of this year. Mm -hmm. And so I had the girls here by myself for four of those weeks. And then for two of the weeks, uh, I took them to visit her, right? Mm -hmm. And that puts me in a terrible thing for me right away. It's just like, I have no control over the situation. Um, you know, wherever she's picked to be, um, she's got to work, but she wants to see the kids and kids want to see her. There's just all There's these things lot. going on. And I'm at my worst when I don't feel like I have a big say-so and everything, right? And then it just started getting worse and worse and worse to the point where we went for a fun weekend to Paris. Well, those were air quotes. <laughs> there were air quotes around that. And there was a moment, and I wonder if you do this. I wonder if this is part of your claustrophobia as well. We're at this place, Monica and I wanted to have some fucking neat coffees and yep. some croissants and shit. So we, you know, we oh, were let's able- let's go. Yes, yeah, right? so we're able to get a table at a place. You cannot get a table. God, thank God, the upside of all of it is I get us a table. So exciting. A table. But now my kids start fighting in a manner that I personally wouldn't do it this way. And then Kristen's in charge of the whole thing. So, so now they're taking up two tables. We're not allowed to have two tables. And they're, <laughs> you know how French people feel about us. So, I mean, we oh, are immediately- Everything I'm trying to not be in France, a big, obnoxious, annoying, loud American. And mm. we are the loudest, obnoxious. Catch Two of the girls are the screaming. <laughs> They're like, my claustrophobia kind of thinking is like, yeah, I got to get out of here. <laughs> not just that. This moment that I feel like right now is how I'm going to feel for eternity. Because these are my children and my wife and I'm not going anywhere. So like when it's bad, I convince myself I am going to be locked in this feeling for the rest of my life. And I start coming unglued. So... We get back to, we're staying at Bradley Cooper's awesome fucking apartment in Paris. We get back to the uh, apartment. It is, what, three in the afternoon? Yeah. And I'm going to go <laughs> by We've Molly. Been there for three hours. I'm going to go by Molly and a fifth of Jack, and I am going to go to Prague, and everyone can fuck off. I mean, that is where my mind is at. Like, oh I'm God. at the point where I am going to <laughs> obliterate my whole life. That's how ridiculously overreacting I feel. So instead of that, I say to them, I'm gonna take some time in Bradley's bedroom and then I go into his bedroom and for about seven hours, I listen to my Air Max and I, and I remember, 
Oh, Saint Germain. I like Saint Germain, and we're, we're in France. You know Saint Germain, that mm -hmm. that band, really incredible. So I started listening to Saint Germain, and then that starts taking me. And then now, and I'm remembering this, and this is what I want to ask you about. I'm remembering. Oh right, man. This has always been my safety net. Like when I was in junior high and I was in love with someone and I was heartbroken and everything, like the cure would just be on, 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 on. And then I remembered how many times I've gotten myself through by just surrendering to music and, and finding something that gives gives me a a feeling that's better than the other one. And I'll just live in it as long as I can. Totally. So these headphones became this whole thing. So I'm like, I gotta get through the rest of this trip. And when that chaos starts, so that I don't scream and blow up and yell, like I don't want to react and I'm in a vulnerable spot. So for the next three days, every time chaos breaks out, I fucking put on St. Germain, I put my headphones on. We're in a cab at some point for two hours, it's insane. It was a nightmare, like there was all this <laughs> shit going down in the cab, we didn't know where we were, everything Streets was blocked off. And it also seemed like, where's he taking us? This doesn't look right, like it right. was. It's the bone collector. And we're, coming, yes. and we're coming home from Paris, which was a very miserable experience exactly. for everybody. And the kids are the kids. <sighs> And Dax has his headphones on, and I keep looking over, like, why the fuck do I have to sit here? You're just leaving me alone. Yeah, with this? Why, because why Monica, are we? Because Monica, you're not a threat to everyone's physical safety. I know that. I know, but I was so like resentful in the moment of, of like, course. why the fuck do I have to sit here and endure this? Well, he gets to have headphones on and escape. And then the next day, we were looking at the um, astrology, <laughs> and it was like. What does this person pack on vacation? Uh -huh. And Capricorn was noise canceling headphones. Holy, what? But, but it didn't the end there. Day. What was what was Kristen's? Yours was good. Kristen's was pretty fucking. And then mine was mind blowing. I'm like, what? Why would they put headphones in a horoscope? Like, I've never <laughs> read the words crazy. headphones. And to add the noise canceling exactly. part is so specific. It, You're the, you, well, the thing is, is this isn't real. This is a simulation. simulation. Do you yeah. believe in it? We're the biggest proponents yeah. of the sim. That's all we talk about. I've just unfortunately done this movie that like sent me into such an existential spiral that I don't look at anything like it exists anymore. Like uh -huh. I made this movie about the internet, like kind of trying to fall in love with itself after there are no people left on the earth and it's like just a big ball of ice. Oh. It's really cool. Yeah. And the directors are wild. And I read Sapiens and Homo Deus while making this movie. Yes. And so I couldn't, <laughs> I was like, every reality was breaking and folding in on itself and nothing's real. And yeah. I, whoa. <laughs> yeah. We've had Yuval a couple times, we love and him. he's one of these people where you go, Holy smokes, this person understands the entire picture. It's mind blowing. Yeah, but once you start seeing the that it's a sim, then it's everywhere. Then it's like, it's just so well, obviously it's a sim. Yeah. Frequency illusion. <laughs> Liberal arts education. <laughs> but we want to invite you into it because what we've actually discovered, which is really fun, is that. You, me, Monica, we are in her father's sim. So her father Sorry, and, bought, and congrats. <laughs> yes, because it worked out great for all three of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm chilling. He bought yeah. a great fucking package. Mm. So I don't think he paid his dues this month because <laughs> things have gone off the rails a little bit in 2022. But In his sim, he leaves India, and then he becomes a very, very successful and respected engineer and he builds this great family, and he has this little daughter, and she shouldn't, 
But she becomes a state champion cheerleader, which uh-huh, he can't okay. even understand even what, what that means. Is. He's from India. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? You're going to wear that outfit and do the thing? We did a little interview with him. And I said, what were your thoughts during that? And he said, oh, I thought she wouldn't be good enough to make the team. So I didn't even worry about it. <laughs> She's a two-time state champion. But anyways, then she moves to California. They're scared about that. And then she becomes wildly successful. And so it's, it's his sim. And we're all so thankful to Ashok. So anytime you want to give, you know, Praise. Right, right, right. Just know where we came from. Or blame. Either one. (laughs) He'll take both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's his sim. That's so funny. That's so cute. (laughs) God, your voice is so, you know this. You are loud. (laughs) It is like the treble is on high. It is really overwhelming. (laughs) Overwhelming. Now I'm going to whisper to you. When Kristen and I started dating, I think we were dating for maybe about a month and a half. And she looked at me at one point and she goes, Hey, where's your volume knob? <laughs> I go, what? And she goes, I want to turn you down like 80% volume. So what you're actually witnessing is a huge improvement, if you can imagine that. Right. This is like the tempered, wise father. <laughs> there, yeah. Right. Dad voice. <laughs> I love you. It's been so fun to get to talk to you like this. And it's been so fun to just watch everything. And I've just been so proud and I'm so happy for you. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Isn't it fun expressing your feelings? Yeah. Dude, there's oh, nothing like it's so nice. You're so good at it. Are you an actor? Uh, <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> it didn't go so well for me. Yes, Not <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm, teasing, I'm, teasing, I'm teasing. I had a lovely, <laughs> lovely ride. But yeah, really, really, really fun to, to get to see you again like this and watch you grow up. And the movie's so fucking great. And you're you're absolutely incredible. And I love you. And I hope we get to do this again. Thank you so much, dude. I love you too. Uh, you nice take to me meet for a you. Ride yeah, in. nice to meet you. Hopefully, I see you in the hood, even yeah. though you're moving. But you got to come back. Well, she'll be here for the hayride. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. This neighborhood has an attraction now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have a theme ride here. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen like a few like poster boards for coffee like moments that people are having in our neighborhood. Have you been involved in that? No, I would love to do that. I, I haven't seen those. People like are getting get together togethers? to have coffee. Yeah, I don't know that there was like a coffee truck or something. Like it's on a movie or something. It's no. actually a great idea. We should do like trucks for the neighborhood. <gasps> Fuck yeah! That's you know, a great idea. Do you eat in and out? I do. So I like I volunteer to get a fucking in and out truck, park it at right at the top there, man. Cute. That would be so fun. Block party. Yeah. Yes. I, like yeah. I like this. And it's a fucking crew. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is a very yeah. I mean good we're cool here. Yeah. It's, it's a good a, neighborhood. It's a good neighborhood. We're all spoiled. Yeah. All right. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Wobby. Everyone see Spencer. Everyone. It's fan <laughs> it's fantastic. I think you can go to Amazon to watch it. Is that where you watch it? Yeah, I watched it, it on Amazon. Okay. Word. It's streamable. I think it's it's like worth a Google. Yeah. If you figured out how to listen to this episode of the show, you can probably figure out how to find Spencer. So please do and enjoy. And I love everyone. Bye. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. What is Nespresso machines like? What are they like? They're good. Please, if I apologize if I'm misrepresenting you Nespresso, but my experience with them is that you're having more of a cappuccino okay. out of one of those. Yeah. Or an espresso shot or, you know, okay. these those pods seem to, they don't want to, unless I'm wrong, there's probably a way to make a regular Americano with it. Mm-hmm. But a Keurig just gives you a cup of coffee. It's a drip coffee. Exactly. Now, see, I'm looking for a latte situation. Okay. So how can I get that at home? I tell you what, I'm going to text my friend Eric Dane. Shout out Eric Dane. Because I just was at his house and he had some other, uh, maybe it was Nespresso, I don't know. Okay. But he did keep banging out 
Cabs for us, and oh, they're fucking delicious. Really? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. I'm interested in that because you know I go on my coffee walks. I know, but that's should we get you on? Like, I want you to keep going to walk to your coffee. It's such a great habit. It is, and I'm gonna keep doing it, but maybe like midday. There we go. Now we're picking up the pace. Midday coffee. I love to latte. see where this is going. You know, it's it's not a it's not a cheap establishment. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, uh, obviously, oh, sure, sure. but but um, it's a it's a pricey habit. Twice a day would <laughs> might knock me. Yeah, out. we have a fucking breaking news alert, like a full Do blown tell. three alarm fire breaking news alert. What is it? Your earrings. <gasps> oh shit. And I'm going to publicly pressure you because the video is so amazing. I don't. It's so amazing. My sister's watching the video so much that she says she has anxiety, it's gonna disappear. Like that, she said, is this permanent, this video? I understand. Um, <laughs> she is someone who really enjoys surgery. seeing gross stuff and yeah. surgery. She probably watches that pimpled popper guy. I bet. Not everyone is like that. Can I try to assuage your fears? Is that what you say, assuage? Sure. I don't know. We, look, we, we put a carousel together mm -hmm. and we say, hey man, if you don't like gross shit, don't swipe left. Yeah, You're not it's comfortable with still that? me. I just, you know, I don't want people to think I'm gross. That's just what it is. Yeah, no one thinks you're gross. Everyone thinks you're so special and smart and beautiful and talented and ambitious and industrious and responsible. I think they'll think I'm gross if they see that. Okay, let's not get bogged down in the video. Kay. Let's just talk about the experience. Okay. I insisted because I looked at it <laughs> and we fought about it in the fact check and I looked at it and I said both sides of both holes. Yes. Four active infections according to this doctor. Yes. 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 And okay. At first I was like, this is he's, pliers. Like, I just don't know. You know, I was skeptical. I was skeptical. As you should be, man. With your health, you should be skeptical. Also, it was hurting. Yeah. It's a very sensitive area. I mean, it, guys. <laughs> fuck. Again, I got to not get bogged down the video but um <laughs> yeah man we it was talk about the video well i just want. wanted to say like it fucking needed to come out like yeah. if i've ever seen anything that needed to come out it was those two earrings yeah I, I hadn't really anticipated like this might hurt right then i was like wait they actually hurt just as is yeah if you start moving them so if there's pliers like it's probably really gonna hurt so then i started to get a little anxious but you you went you got your pliers you brought back all this stuff i got wire cutters oh, Real, really sorry. small wire cutters really yeah. small wire cutters and then you had um alcohol, alcohol irrigation fluid a syringe. a syringe shout out to carly <laughs> she had the irrigation fluid and the syringe i had the pliers and the alcohol you've really scrubbed in yeah, for it. exactly. And I really cleaned my instruments really well. You did. And let's be honest, man, I didn't go buy a fresh set of pliers. No. Like I just went to my old garage. And, yeah. And so I like I fucking scrubbed those bitches with alcohol. Like, yeah. you know, I had alcohol pads yeah. and the whole thing. You and had then, it all. And then I really alcoholed the fuck out of your ear before I even started. I enjoyed it so much because of the trust. It was a it's really vulnerable. scary. Yeah, it was. I would be scared to have me <laughs> remove those earrings from my own ear. You well, know? let's remind people that the earrings, they're two hoops. They're closed. They're very close to each other. And oh, no, I said closed. They're closed loops. There's no backing or anything. They're, it's, it's a perfect loop. Exactly. Hence why we have to cut them out. Yeah. And they're hugging my ear. So it's not like. And the ear is very swollen. Yes. Yes. So there's not much room to play. There's not a lot of play. Like if I could have cut those things out the day you got them yeah so easily probably yeah what sucked is i went in on the top one first it was great we, we put you uh on a pretty high chair 
not a high chair, but a higher <laughs> chair. <laughs> Baby chair. Yeah, directly under one of the down lights, overhead lights. So I had really good lighting. Yeah. And you leaned your head to the side and we got going. And so I can't imagine what you'd feel like watching the video because it's such a tiny area. So any handshaking, like if you would have saw, you would have panicked, uh, you know, <laughs> let's just say that. And I got to cut each loop. I figured out that I've got to, what I have to do is cut a section of these earrings out. I can't just c cut them once, right? Yeah. I got to cut a, I got to cut a section out. So the first snip, golden. And this is on the worst year. Yeah. Then I got to the second snip, boom, pull it out. Why didn't that fall out? Oh, fuck, that second cut didn't cut. Mm. And I had to go back in yeah. and I was like, oh, you, I hit yeah. it. Um, not your ear. I never got your ear. No. I got that off. I was like, Phew. and then I hit the second one and then it came out pretty good. And then I had to pull and snake them through. Yep. How did that part feel? What part like felt like what? One part hurt. Yeah. I don't know what part it was. I couldn't see anything. Yeah. But you were very gentle. Thank you. And you did a really good job. I was really impressed. Um, especially, I didn't think about the fact that you would have to take out a, p a whole piece. Yeah. And so what was so gratifying, and I guarantee it's the part that Carly's watching over and over and over again, which is I took the bottom one out first. It's weird. Like I could see the ear made a noise when I pulled it out. It didn't make a noise, but I, I could see a noise came out. Oh, sure. And it was like, oh. Yeah. You know, so that was the, the first one was like a relief, sigh of right? Relief. But the second one. Explosion. I got that one out and then just all this blood just oozed immediately out of the back. There was just this like wonderful like kind of explosion of blood and then it was <laughs> over. And then we took you over to the sink yeah, and we started irrigating the holes with this setup Carl uh, supplied. And it feels good. I, I'm having a lot of trouble not touching it, not yeah. wanting to pick it little scabbies. Yeah. I picked at a scabby. Okay. Was it pussy? Uh, no, just crusty. That's great. Yeah. Because what we want to see no more of is white blood cells. Yeah. That's really what we're hoping for. It got serious in there. Yeah. It I took serious. it serious. But I felt very, um, I felt very comfortable mm -hmm. with you as my surgeon. That's what kind of boggles me about your fear level is you are intensely strong. And not just strong, you have an incredible endurance and tolerance for pain. That's why you were able to be a cheerleader. Yet in your mind, you're afraid of these, these painful things, but you're fine. You are a very, very strong person. And your mind is so fucking powerful that you can, you can do some shit. Thank you. It's true. We got in this crazy conversation. I was saying that I, I had a moment at a stoplight by Charlie and Eric, because I was driving um, the Grom over to his house to drop off. And when I was at the light, I just started thinking about Erica, and I thought, man, she had such a fucking hard year with that knee. Yeah. I mean, it was such a hard, hard year. Yeah. And I was kind of feeling bad about that. And um, and then I brought that up to the girls at night for some reason, and then they said, Daddy, you've had all those surgeries, though. Did they hurt? And I'm like, they don't. They, yeah. I don't care. You know, They don't hurt. I don't care. When I went over the handlebars on the motorcycle, I drove two more sessions, you know. So what I personally believe is that at some age, I decided the message I was going to send to the world was I'm invincible. Yeah. And so if I'm invincible, you can't hurt me and you're not even going to try. You're going to go on to someone else that you think is mortal. Yeah. All subconsciously, of course. Yeah. But it actually works. Like, that's the fucking weird thing is that it works. I'm not in pain. It's so far outside of my identity that I don't experience it. It's not like I feel it and then talk my way out of it. I just yeah. simply don't care. You mean physical pain? Physical pain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, emotional pain. I'm a fucking 
the most sensitive baby in the world. Uniquely physical pain. Oh, interesting. So I was telling the girls this and I, and I was saying, you know, that's bad outcome of, you know, me having been victimized sometimes. I said, but there's a neat story in there, which is your brain is so fucking powerful. I mean, it can really determine whether or not you experience pain. And that's that's curious. It's really fascinating. Yeah. So then I had had that conversation and then they go to bed and I go in and take a shower and then I'm brushing my teeth and all of a sudden it hits me. I've never seen Aaron Weekly in pain. Really? Not once in 35 years. And I've watched him crash every kind of vehicle. I've watched him split his head open. I watched him get his eye socket broken from a fight and his yeah. whole cheek inflated. I've seen everything happen to him. Yeah. I, I don't have a single memory of him ever being in, in pain, pain. physical pain. And I started laughing. So doesn't care. Wow. That's why he wasn't fixing any of that shit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And I was like, wow, is that fucking telling yeah. that he and I have never seen each other in physical pain and we have the same childhood? <laughs> it's pretty fast. Yeah. To the point where I was I was laughing kind of uproariously thinking, it's impossible that I've never seen him in pain because I've seen him in 20 fights and 20 accidents. He just doesn't give a fuck. I mean, I think that is a, obviously who wants to feel pain, but pain's there for a reason. It's to tell you something's wrong. For you know? sure. So it's, it's you, you should feel it. Yeah. I mean, I know what I you're mean, saying. Yeah. It's just, it's it's what it is. To some degree, it's like, I'm 47. I haven't felt pain since I was 16. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. uh, you know, uh, physiologically speaking. Yeah. Now, granted, I'll like, I'll hit my thumb hammering or something. It, it certainly hurts. But also, you've seen me post-surgery three times in the last year. And the next day, I'm, I'm ready to hang. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah. and I'm not trying to not care. That's the weird part about it. You know, that's a real... Uh disorder where mm. people can't feel pain right. and which, that's which all in their most brain. Most of those people die yeah. prematurely, yeah. Oh, was I laughing. Okay. I was like, how could I have never seen Aaron say, ouch? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, the stew. The Here we are. There. Here we are, post-stew. How did everyone enjoy the stew? Kristen Stewart was the connection. That's obviously. right, I'm sure they put it together. I'm it was sure. a thorough plus stew. I'm what sure all did they... you leave in? That. Oh, so yeah. the whole, all, all, all the clues. Uh, <laughs> Allison Roman, my chef. Yeah, yeah, your personal she, chef. My personal chef. She's known for these stews. So she made this one stew, I guess, years ago, and it went viral. Mm, huge stew. Huge stew. <laughs> it's so good. Then she made another stew, you know, a follow-up, which was scary for her. Because, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, it's like Pulp Fiction. It's like it was season two of a show. Like, eesh, eesh, scary. Yeah. But that stew was great, too. So long ago. She made a new stew no this year. It's called the 2020 Stew. What? For oh. 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. wordplay, wordplay. Okay. How is it written? I don't remember. Because it kind of doesn't work for me. But really? But continue. No. 2020 Stew. That's. Yeah, but it's written T W E N T Y. Twenty twenty. Stew. Okay, that's how they had to do it. They couldn't use any numbers. That's what I was concerned oh, about. Right. If they tried to do two zero two stew, I see. I'd be yeah. Okay, You'd be upset. Yeah. Okay, well they didn't. Okay, great. I made it finally. I've been pu oh. pushing it, pushing it. I made it. <laughs> just can't find the can. And I did it yesterday before. We recorded, uh -huh. and it was so good. What kind of stew is it? Oh, my God. So at first, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I read the recipe, and I was like, mm. uh oh I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to be for me. Yeah. 
But I'm going to try it. I have to. Yeah, she's your chef that you cook for. And it was... It was so good. So it had like frizzled onions, mm, which mm-hmm. not caramelized, but not burnt. It's like this middle ground. I don't think I nailed that. I think that mine, sounds hard. It, yeah. Because I imagine you got to shave that onion really thinly to get to do that. It's thinly sliced, but it's okay. just a mat. It's, I think it's like cooking temp and stirring. It's like figuring out. The and there's right no balance. breading on it. It's not like when they put that wonderful. What do they call it? It's like breaded onions, like oh, a big like pile the of them on a burger. Yes, onions. on a burger. That's not that. I love that. Yeah, those are usually fried. You have oh, to like deep frying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This okay. is not that. This All is right. just in a pot. Sorry. Butter, oil. You let those frizzle up. But I think mine were a little too caramel, like a little too jammy. But you know what? I'll keep working on. Okay. So frizzled onions and then beans, two kinds of beans, mm, and. The more you eat. <laughs> and then uh, they should have called it the Moria 2022. Oh wow, that's kind of oh. good. That's, um, <laughs> the Moria like 2022. <laughs> that's what we would have named it. Okay, beans, chicken stock. I used better than bouillon. Okay. And water because you you don't have a year to make your own chicken stock. No, but also she she's like I actually recommend this. Oh great, that's nice. You got permission to be lazy, yeah. I did that. Well, it's not lazy. It's actually more work because you have to scoop out the the thing and then, then you make a oh, proper then, chicken stock. That's t- like an all day thing, right? And a six gallon thing. <laughs> when I see him doing it at a right. restaurant, it's like, how long's that thing been cooking? You're right to make one. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. like I put three hundred bones in there and fucking wh- yeah. Anyways, yeah, Callie's fiance Max is a chef and he makes his own stock, and I always oh. see it in their fridge, and I'm like, oh. are you talking about my friend Callie from Instagram? Because <laughs> that's right. I was on her page and I saw a, a post of Little Chef and Big Chef cooking. That's and I right. Loved it. Have we even updated the world on that? What? Callie's following you on Instagram. Oh, she is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that it was it had been reciprocated for your birthday. What oh, was for my birthday? Yeah, oh my it was God. a birthday You're present. You're late to tell me, but here we go. <laughs> no, I texted you, but maybe you missed it. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! I could DM her. You absolutely could. Fucking, the whole world just changed. Okay. And let me pull this up because it's it's probably worth it. Okay. Um, <laughs> her text. Where you have to go it? back to January 2nd. I know. We text a lot, so. Text a lot. We text a lot. Text a lot. But you remember the Care Bear song? Care a lot. We care a lot. Care a lot. We care a lot. I don't know that. Do you know the Care Bear Stare? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. But I don't know if I've experienced it. You have. Is it the Care Bear staring at other Care Bears? Yeah, he's like sending love beams oh, out and stuff. Oh, that's yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's wonderful. I didn't know. I thought it was a mean thing. Well, it's how they combat things, but they combat it with love. I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm punching up the show a little oh. bit, but, uh, but I, that's my memory of Carly watching it. Oh, yeah, that's great. Okay, yeah, she said, I was I was leaving to go home. She said, save travels, come back to us soon. Us equals me and the cake. She got this delicious cake. I said, Avi. She said, also, I just followed Dax back. I hope it's a very exciting birthday present. <laughs> And then I laughed and I said, this is a huge day for him. Probably the best gift he's ever gotten. She said, I get it, exclamation point. She said, you've had, you've had the gift of my follow for a while, so maybe the power has worn off, but it's a doozy. 
It, it fucking buckle up, <laughs> baby. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a tornado right now. Yeah, like new sensations. emotions. Yeah, I just get like, that. What's my new world look like? Anywho, um, maybe Max. You know, Max and our boys, right? So we'll yeah. we'll like we'll slow play each other for a long time. But he's not on Instagram. Well, that's definitely gonna impact <laughs> this. Then <laughs> I was gonna say we could probably slow play each other for a couple of years and then follow each other. But yeah, I'd follow him just for his fucking thighs, man. I know you love him. Fucking love his thighs. Yeah. I sent Rob McElhenney a perverted photo of myself in oh. the gym working out in my underwear because oh. my quad happened to look good, and he's my safe space for that. Of course. And we had the, the most fun ever. Exchange. Le- because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he and I can talk about that topic. We, yeah. we can have like 60 back and forth about a quadricep. About what was this, 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 this. He's, and then I said, you know, and I was bragging a bit. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 201 in that photo. And he's like, oh, man, I wish I was tall so I could get up to 201. If I got up to 201, I'd look like a cinder block. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with a cinder block? So then I'm like, you remember those weightlifting twins in the 80s that were in DC cab? They're cinder blocks. Fine. Pitcher sent him cinder block. Wow. He goes, fuck, I do want to be a cinder block. I go, is this our next doc becoming a cinder block? Like, it, it, the whole world <laughs> opened up after this fucking pervy photo. I wouldn't send this photo to my wife. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, he's just right there with me. And I, I said it. to him, you know, thank God we both left our small towns because I don't think you can have this um, a heterosexual version of this relationship everywhere. You guys found Care Bear <laughs> stares found each in other. each other. <laughs> Staring Look at each at other's that. muscles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so fuck. frizzled onions, broth, oh. um, two types of beans, and then you're not going to like this part, I don't think, but cabbage. I mean, it's scary, but. Yeah. Yeah. And then dill. Love that. And then I did a, you could do sour cream, but I did Greek yogurt. Oh. I was trying to be healthy. It's a weird choice at that point, to be honest with well, you. Well, the, the stew's healthy. So it's like, am I going to now make it unhealthy with sour cream? But can I ask, how, what was the volume of sour cream that was going to be involved? A dollop. A fucking A, Monica. That No. <laughs> I have, Okay, this, this, this launches right into my, I have this whole theory about the way people shop oh okay because when i was dead fucking poor in santa monica for 10 years i lived on nine grand a year for 10 years oh right so i had a whole system and generally i in my opinion figured out which products you should go generic on and which you shouldn't and what i think a lot of people don't factor in is the timeline of the thing you're buying Mm. i'll give you a perfect example Q-tip brand cotton swabs. Okay. They're going to be a dollar more than the other one. Okay. But it takes me a year and a half to go through the whole thing of Q-tip cotton swabs. It's a big box. Right. So I go, this is a perfect time to spend an extra dollar because I'm fucking uh, amortizing it over a year and a half. Sure. And there are a lot of products like that. Like you got to think to yourself, how how long does it take me to use this product? Yes, it's worth spending twice as much. No, but other things that you're like consuming nonstop, that's not where you can break the bank. Okay. I find it very similar to whatever the hell we were talking about before I- Greek yogurt and sour cream? I'm not seeing the- Uh, I'm going to show you. Okay. So a dollop. Yeah. So you're talking about impacting the caloric intake of that entire stew by a single digit percentage point. Dollop on my bowl. Not on the whole La Crusade pot. You're talking about net receipts. I still think it's very marginal. It is, I'm sure. I just wanted to run it through that analysis of the um, shopping. Make the stew. Go to Allison Roman's newsletter and make that stew. It's a delicious stew. I enjoyed it very much. 
Um, I hope you'll bring a bowl over so I can sample it. I will. That conversation we just had, it reminded me of another quote I really held on to over the years, and it's from Ben Falcone, our good friend Ben Falcone, uh-huh. who I've known for 25 years, because I was so frugal. It drove everyone nuts. Like yeah. I wouldn't go out to eat. I wouldn't do this and that. And something happened, and he just hit me with this. He said, listen to me. You don't go out and order a lobster dinner and then get a Meisterbrow with it. You've bought the lobster dinner. Get the fucking Heineken. What's a Meisterbrow? A cheap-ass beer. Oh, got it. Okay. 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 So if you're ordering the lobster dinner, don't get the Meisterbrow. I agree. There's a lot of wisdom in that. And sometimes I've had, especially when I was much more fearful about money, I can tell you the time I first decided this. It was Mm -hmm. to go to Africa in 2000, I guess, 12. Mm -hmm. And I have a really hard time blowing money on a vacation. Yeah. But I said to myself, you're getting the lobster dinner. You're getting to go to Africa. So fucking, you're not allowed to think about money from the second you get on the plane to you get off. Like, just go have the fucking Heineken or whatever your beer is. I like that. Yeah. I think that's smart. Um, there really aren't very many facts. It was such a fun episode. I really was. Yeah. yeah I really enjoyed that. So when you say there's not a lot of facts, do you mean there's no facts? No, there's one. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Prince Harry's name is Henry by birth. Yeah. So I, I call him sometimes Prince Henry, and it's because, as, as I admitted to on the podcast, my first time thinking about or researching Prince Harry was for the show. Yeah. And when I look him up, it'll it says Henry more Henry. than it says Harry. And then I'm all fucked up with what to call him. I just like, I mean, I guess Harry fits his personality. Big time, he's Harry. Yeah, but I love the name Henry. Henny. It's a cute, if you have a Henry, you should call him Henny. Yeah, your that's nickname. cute. I like that a lot. Henny. Um, Where are you, buddy? <laughs> you got to get ready for school, bud. I bet if you like, if I had a monitor on me and I had some team that was converting everything into metrics and uh-huh. you looked at the percentage of my day of me saying, hey, love bug, could you, I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I say, hey, love bug. I start. of my sentences in a day with that. Begging them to fucking put their shoes on or grab their fucking backpack or get in the fucking car. They just don't want to. Hey, Lubbug, you want to get in the car? Hey, Lubbug, all right, we're at school. You want to hop out? We're down to a couple minutes. You, Lubbug, you want to grab your... Okay, you want to leave your backpack in the car, Lubbug? (laughs) Yeah, that's one of your pet names. I took it from Laura. She called me Lubbug. Yeah, I was going to ask what... Yeah. Daxer and Lovebug. What did your parents call you? Nothing. Monica. They called that little fucking baby Monica. They they had to have had little cute names. I'm now looking just so if you can feel a tone, a tone shift in my voice. It's because I'm now staring at the beautiful painting Ra- Wobby Wob got us for Christmas. It's an oil painting that Wobby Wob got us for Christmas. <laughs> and I cannot accept that that little baby didn't have about 13 different little nicknames. Maybe the baby did. I think the baby did. The baby might have. But then you know what happened? Because their priorities were safety, rightly so. They shifted. They were like, okay, time to make this little girl a little woman. We got to get her, got to get her like doing all the right well, things. the car service, for one, was well, like at the well, front door. That's true. You had the town car out front. Yeah. But, you know, they felt, I'm going way out on the limb. I don't know your parents well enough to make this point at all. So you'll correct me if I'm wrong. But they decided at some point, you know, we can't let this little little baby in this white dress just be a little baby in a white dress. We got to kind of get her ready for the world. Mm. In a way that I bet you won't, you'll come from this with a safer perspective. And Perhaps. so you won't be nervous that the little baby's being kind of useless and um, directionless and <laughs> pooping, his, <laughs> pooping his or hers pants. I mean, yeah, maybe. I'm sure that was all in the stew ding, ding, ding. Yes, Kristen Stewart. 
But also they were really coddling or something. Like, you know, I would like have the sleeping bag set up on the floor for way too long. Sure. You know, things like that. Yeah. Like they weren't like, she's got to get tough or They wouldn't like deny that. you safety and security. But they might not like take a like, let's be playful for the next three years and have baby names and goofy stuff. But and- they don't know how. Well, that's right. That's my yeah. entire point is like life's pretty fucking serious in India. You get your shit together or you're, you're, you're living exactly. in a very different way than if you don't get your shit together in the U.S. Yeah. Like I don't think it was conscious or even subconscious. I think it was not in their DNA. They like, had I not don't... witnessed something different yes. probably. Anyway. Did you hit us with the fact? Yeah, Henry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry, Henry. Okay. Okay. Here's a question. Uh, what have you named your cars? Because, you know, her car's name was Beth. Oh, right. Which was a great name. I was super into that in high school. Like I had a, a Catalina. Uh, first car I ever bought, I was 15. I was up north with a buddy, saw it sitting in the front yard of a house, uh, bought it, drove it home illegally, pulled it into the driveway. It, uh, 1976 Pontiac Catalina, enormous, like the size of my Lincoln. Wow. Big, big block 400 in it. That was called Lena. Oh, that's cute. And then my sister-in-law, Tammy... This happened to me a lot, right? And this is, by the way, if you're a young kid listening to this, if you learn to work on shit, people will give you cars because inevitably people, well, at least in Michigan, would have cars that stopped running and they were, you know, not high enough in value to have fixed. And then it's just kind of like, if, hey, man, if you can get that thing running and out of here. I got four cars that wow. way. Yeah. One of them being a Toyota Celica. And uh, Aaron and I named her Sheila. And then I took a grinder and I wrote Sheila oh on the back. Oh, my God. So everyone knew... Sheila was Sheila right? in our world. And one Christmas, I think in 11th grade, I had finally saved up and I was going to buy the Mustang. So I drove Sheila over to Aaron's house Christmas morning with, with, with the title. And I gave him Sheila for Christmas. Aww. This is the best part. So Sheila's front end was a little fucked up, right? Like the hood was kind of like, it was it was smashed shut, but who knows how well it was latched. Sure, you know? sure, sure. And um, my mother calls me. This is when we're both working for my mother, and we would all commute on the same road, 696. And she calls me, and she goes, well, I had to rescue Aaron this morning. I'm driving down 696, and I see Sheila on the side of the road with the hood up over the windshield. Oh, so Aaron, no. Aaron was flying down the highway, and Sheila and the fucking hood went just shot oh my up. God. Covered all of his visibility. And so he's, like, trying to get – it's wintertime. He's, That's like, now, now he's trying to, like, look through the little gap uh, underneath, and then he decides to roll the window. He's trying to slow it down. He's got a crisis on his hand, oh right? Oh, my God. And – it had shattered the windshield and shit. So now he's on the side of the road in the middle of winter when my mom discovers him and Sheila, and she's worried about his warmth and safety. So she had to rescue him. And then guess what? That's where Sheila stayed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that Sheila ever that made it up. up. Ironically, also, uh, Lena ended up on the side of I-75. All these women on the side of the road. Yeah, just use them up and throw them to the yeah. fucking curb. Your sister's car used to be named Pig Pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carly names every car. Carly's, um, I love what a Carly heavy fact check this is. Carly has a really unique gift of making up really cute words and names. Uh Like the girls always, like those three, Lincoln Delta and Carly, have about nine words that Carly's made up that are always so cute. Pig, pig, being one of them. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a knack for that. Yeah. That's a ding, ding, ding nicknames. Yeah, Stu, Kristen Stewart. 
All right. Well, I love you, and I really hope that that um, ear thing was, uh, you know, that I hope you're all healed up from that. Thank um, you. We'll update people on the priority. Sure, because there's there's going to be um, installments. Like, you know, they're still scabbing. Who knows? We don't know. I might. Might have to get back in there. Another round of irrigation. We're not ruling that out yet. I've been dying to get a scalpel. Okay. Wait. I have. I do have a follow up question. Oh, okay. Did you smell it? Oh, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Was there any pus or just blood? So um, what you won't like about the video is that obviously where the earrings go in, there is pus. Yeah. You know, right right where it's entering. Yeah. But when I pulled them out, it was blood. Okay. Well, you know, so the one under it, the one that looks better, mm-hmm. like looked in comparison better, yeah. <laughs> that exploded about a week and a half, two weeks ago, when I was at my parents' house. It, and like, you were honking on it though, right? You were squeezing it and shit? No, oh. no, no, no. I took a shower and like I kind of hit my ear on accident and it hurt so bad. Talk about me can me can feel physical pain. <laughs> me feel pain. <laughs> it, it really hurt. And then it went away. And then that night I looked and it was just pussing. Oh. From both sides. Oh. That was another thing I was bummed about as I if I told you, as I was like, you know. If I see that there's poison in there, like snake bite, yeah, I might have to suck the poison sure, out. Sure the you know, that was on the table <laughs> <laughs> to save your life. Got to do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, but boy. but but you and I share. Well, I'll speak for me. It's so gross, but I'm like I'm so fascinated with the things my body produces. Yeah, it's so I, endlessly interesting. Of a like if ear I, if, if wax? I don't know, Well, like sure. Yeah, but like if I if I get something crazy out. And I'm staring, 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 and then I gotta touch it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then sometimes I like to smash it <laughs> yes. to see what kind of like how. how <laughs> Rob, are you this way too, or are we weird? Be honest. Don't fucking lie, Rob. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay, I good. think everyone I think a is human. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a spectrum, certainly. I gotta say, I think I maybe even did I get her to send you a picture? So the most impressive thing I've ever, ever seen come out of a human oh, body. Bree. You talked about this before. Yeah. So she was in Guatemala and got an ear infection. Yeah. It was getting worse and worse and worse. And she didn't think she should go to a doctor in Guatemala. She eventually did. And she brought home and it was in a little like plastic vial. Yeah. And it was large. I'm gonna say it was the size of three raisins. Like if, no. if yeah, if like three raisins were clumped together, and guys, that's huge for was, inside your ear. It was cobalt blue. Yeah. I have never like I was like, you love How it. did her fucking body make cobalt How blue? Did it, was, it? it was electric. We she and I stared at that fucking thing like it was like she brought a baby home from Guatemala. We both should have had the foresight to go like this needs to be in a preserving fluid, like a uh, an embalming fluid or something. Yeah, it to could keep be it. at the Smithsonian right exactly, now. Exactly, because it's most certainly because I know she kept it, but I guarantee now it's like a speck of yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you got to see it when it was what it was, and it's hey, you know, and uh, thank you. You know what? You know what that thing is? It's the cherry blossom. The reason that the Japanese celebrate the cherry blossom so much, uh-huh. you know, that's why they're obsessed with uh-uh. cherry blossom trees. Well, they have the famous cherry blossom festival. I think in between April and May, and so only only lasts for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And the proverbial f- message about it is: life can be hard, and sometimes it temporarily is beautiful. And mm. when it is, stop everything and take it in. It's really beautiful. Yeah, and. So in that way, like I saw the cobalt blue thing. My instinct is I want to hold it forever and I want it to be the thing it was forever. Yeah. 
but just enjoy it for that period of time. Yeah. And that was a that was a highlight in my life. She's so lucky. She is. Oh, she is. God. All right. All right. Love you. Love you. <laughs>